1: Radio. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to a brand new episode of Paratruth Radio. My name is Justin. And I'm Eric. And tonight, uh, is well the the recording of this is not October, but the release is the beginning of October, October second. So this is our spooky season kickoff episode, and it seems like this year has flown by, man.
0: <laughs> That's because it has. It's just it's been nonstop, dude. <laughs>
1: Um, But we are into our favorite season of the year outside of uh, December and Christmas, of course. And uh, so we'll be getting into some good stuff. Uh, We're hoping to get on one of our clients for one of the episodes for October uh, from either the Cookie House or the Soap House. I am working on uh, trying to get a cryptozoologist on with us for one of the episodes. And then already right after that, it is our... uh, Halloween spookapalooza. So, with that being said, you've had a pretty busy week. How how you feeling? Tired you you good to go?
0: Uh, I mean, I'm feeling a l- a little tired. I, I did um, two night shoots the over the past couple of days, so those were you know twelve hours each, uh, and then yesterday I did a or the day prior to this recording, I did about another 12 hours, but during the day, so having the quick flip from two night shoots to a day shoot has just been wreaking havoc, <laughs> you know, yeah. but aside from being like just physically tired, like, or mentally, I'm just tired, but I'd like, otherwise I feel good, healthy wise, you know, uh, I was sick a couple of weeks ago and it's kind of finally after two weeks kind of started to feel back to normal. So, Got my first workout in within the la within two weeks. I've been off that long and it's not a, it was nice getting back, feeling feeling better. So
1: Thank goodness it wasn't COVID.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I it would have been a much longer break and how it have gone crazy. Yeah. What's your been week or what's your been week like? What's your <laughs> last... <laughs> uh,
1: it's been it's been a crazy couple of days as of this recording. Um but last week was was not bad, and this weekend, just as of this recording, I'll be in Fargo for ValleyCon. Um, so, super excited about that. Um, if you're in the Fargo Moorhead area, would love to hear from you. If you're a listener, um, or if you love any of my books or anything like that, we we would love to have you at the booth and talking to us. Um, but we are. We are here, October. Um, something that uh, I've been thinking about, you know, getting up to this episode is throughout the years we've we've done so much stuff for Halloween, and I'm sure we've we've talked about this in multiple Octobers. But um, I I've been trying to think about some of the stuff we've talked about and try and think if there's anything that is my favorite from this time of year, as far as topics are concerned, but, um, I want to ask you, are there any episodes we've done or, uh, anything, any topics we've covered either at all this year or in the Halloween season that you think about when we get to this time of year?
0: I mean, I, I I have to always jump back to our very, first halloween episode which pretty much just talked about Wen and the history of sawen um how it was basically more or less developed and how it transferred from one religion to another and how different peoples of different um uh communities and countries celebrate it so that's by far my my favorite i think because that's just kind of like the beginning of halloween Mm. and i think those early uh festivals the early festivities uh just kind of they they feel more like Halloween, more like the celebration of of uh the fall season, you know.
1: For sure. Um I, I think one of one of my favorite episodes was the Stingy Jack episode. And that mm-hmm. kinda led into like Jack the Ripper and all that stuff. Uh Springheel Jack. Um but also the the legend of the Jack o' lantern yeah. and how that came about. Um, and it still baffles me to this day, uh, that originally the jack-o'-lantern was carved out of a turnip instead of a pumpkin and how that transition happened other than it coming to America and, uh, pumpkins were more, more prevalent here than turnips, I guess.
0: Well, yeah, they were, they were more prevalent, but they were also the, I mean, Pumpkins are American. They don't exist anywhere else around the world naturally. So I, you know, it, it might have just simply been, oh, look at this bigger thing that right. kind of looks like an orange radish or something. You know, <laughs> like an orange radish, <laughs> <laughs> a giant orange radish. <laughs>
1: um. <laughs> so yeah, uh, what what are some of the stuff that uh, you're looking forward for? For Halloween this year
0: well I mean in, in terms of fez- uh, festivities uh, I'm really really looking forward to going to some uh, uh mazes corn mazes I haven't been to one in a couple of years I think three years now uh, so that's something I really wanted to do this year uh also considering going to a haunted house which I have not been to in like 10 or 12 years, I think it was like 10, no, 8, it's been 8 years, I went when I was uh, in college, so, you know, those those are, I think those are the two easy ones, but probably the most that I'm, of course, excited about, that I'm sure you're aware of, is going to Salem, uh, Massachusetts Mm -hmm. this year, 2 weeks, not even, about a week and a half prior to Halloween, so I'm really excited about that, you know, I've been wanting
1: to go for many years, and this year I decided, what the hell? Let's do it. You know, we'll probably have to make a bonus episode to talk about your discoveries there. Um, you know, I, I have asked you this and you've mentioned that a lot of people say that this time of year, it's, it's kind of, you go, there's really not a whole lot to do there other than just some random spooky stuff that Mm -hmm. they celebrate and whatever. But, um, It'll be interesting to see if you you get to talk to anybody about uh, any any spooky stuff that goes on in their shops. If you're able to get to shops, or um, do they have a parade or anything?
0: Uh, they do, but as far as I know, there's only been a there's only a couple during the season, and one I think is like the early October, and the other one is on Halloween. So I don't know if I'll be able to see one. Pretty much yeah. the big festivities. Faci- festivities happen on Halloween day. But I was told that going to Salem on Halloween day is very similar to going to New York city on New Year's Eve. So that's going to be avoided. I don't want to deal with that many people. <laughs> I want to enjoy my experience, you know, and not that I can't enjoy it with the party happening, but I'm more interested in the history, not the, you know, 18 year old
1: party dumpster kids. Right. Right. So, folks, if you want to scare Eric away, just invite him to a huge party, and he will never talk to you again.
0: Hundred. 100%.
1: 100%. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I haven't been to a haunted house since 2014. Since Shelly and I first started dating, we went to the uh, Fort Abraham Lincoln Haunted abraham lincoln uh haunted house and that is kind of cool in and of itself um because you get to not only see fort abraham lincoln and these people usually are dressed up in um era garb just to talk you know play their character but in the haunted fort they're they're dressed up in that garb, but they're also like dead or serial killers or whatever. Um, so it was kind of fun. Um, so it'd be interesting to do that again. Yeah. It's been quite a while for me too, since I've gone to a haunted house. Mm. -hmm. Um, are you going to be handing out candy this year? Uh, I
0: don't know yet. It's kind of up in the air because our cousin, uh, wants me asked me to go to a Browns game with oh. him if his wife doesn't go, and so we'll see. I'm not, you know, I'm not a big fan of football, but <laughs> I said, Yeah, I thought it might be kind of fun. But if not, then I will be going, of course, to my sister's house, most likely. Uh, I think they're dressing up her, uh, her. She, I forgot she had two daughters because she, she told me her, her daughter, <laughs> and her husband are dressing up as the three little pigs, and the dog is dressing up as the house, or a house. I don't know what her youngest daughter is supposed to be. She didn't say. Well, they need a and wolf. That, that's where I come in. So I would be oh, the wolf. <laughs> okay. But that's what I. That, that's why I'm thinking about it now. Like, yeah, they're the three little pigs. I'm the wolf. The dog is the house. And then I was like. Wait a minute. There's another child. What is she going to be? Is she just a tag
1: along? They'll have to dress her up as Brick Hay and then whatever the other. She could, she could be. be. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Or do two stories in one, and we can dress her up as Little Red Riding Hood.
1: That'd be kind of cool too. Kind of like, uh, kind of like um, the comic book series Fable. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but isn't that... there a
0: show for that now?
1: There's a a video game,
0: a video game. Okay,
1: yeah. I I don't know if there's a show or not. Um, I mean, there's Once Upon a Time that's kind of similar. Hmm. Um. Yeah. I. Shelley has never been big about giving out candy, and I don't blame her, especially with kids and getting sick and all that stuff. But um,
0: it's what the masks are
1: well. Now that we've learned masks can help. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it, I think it's going to be a fun year. Um, unfortunately, we were not able to get to Scarefest this year, which was kind of on our agenda. But we, I think we've both decided if we're going to go, we need to have a booth and not just go for festivities. Right. Um. But Yeah what else What else is on your mind For this time of year
0: Um. Well I have dedicated Decided to de- dedicate the month To scary stories or books So I am now in full Horror mode uh, When it comes to my stories uh, And actually it's probably going to just stay that way all the way through winter Because I don't know there's something about winter That's just dark and gloomy so <laughs> reading scary stories during that time is kind of fun Uh, i was gonna
1: say reading or writing reading
0: i am writing too but mainly reading at least that's what i know i can easily do at any time during the day
1: yeah i should start reading um some of those stories from from the book from that i got at Scarefest. um yeah
0: That's been a year. Yeah. (laughs) Um,
1: I've, I've read one or two. I just haven't read them all yet. Um, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to, to both, um, reading some scary stories and writing some, um, and on our agenda for October is to start a small, uh, limited series or mini series, whatever you want to call it of spooky stories that we've done. Um, or and I haven't even talked to you about this, we could even do just read classic yeah. spooky stories too.
0: Yeah, for
1: sure. Um so I'm looking forward to that too, because I do have a couple that aren't necessarily spooky but creepy or, or messed up and I've I've always loved doing the scary stories. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just something I feel that's like
0: engaging about them, because hmm. they kind—I of, mean, if they're good, they bring you into the fear, and you kind of, for me, kind of become those characters, uh, whether they're the good ones or the bad ones or whatever. Uh, and there's a certain certain type of simplicity to it as well. You know, like I feel like fairy tales uh, and and like fantasy—they tend to. Oh, they tend to they tend to get very deep and they tend to have a lot of twists and turns and I mm-hmm. often get lost in those. And not that you know horror and scary stories don't, but I think there's still simplicity behind them because you know
1: where it's leading to either way. Hmm. Um I, like one of my favorite ones to do um and read are like Twilight Zone type
0: mm-hmm.
1: stories. Um, and I, I think that's going to be quite a few of the stories that I, I do this year for the this series we're going to do. Um, trying to think of... Yeah, there's, there's at least two I can think of off the top of my head. Um, oh, uh, so we've been talking about the the investigations that we've done and we're going to try and get one of the, the uh, clients on. Um, and you've done a lot of the, um, audio listening for Mm -hmm. the cookie house. Have you re-listened to any of that at all?
0: Not since the day that I sent it to you, but the day that I did send it, like I always, I had listened to it like five Multiple or six times prior to actually sending it. Uh, but yeah, you know, there's there's some interesting stuff on there, and I, it's nothing extremely clear by any means, um, right? But there's just certain sounds, growl sounds, or little like. How do you know, like just little weird noises that don't make sense, that shouldn't be where they are, that are very close to the mic, uh, especially that I just thought were very intriguing. Um, but I think just that investigation alone was intriguing as a whole, because you and I got a lot of personal experiences and mm-hmm we had witnessed things or seen things with our own eyes, um, or our own ears or, uh, in your, in your case, a sensitivity to it, you know, a feeling mm-hmm. that you'd gotten. So there was definitely a lot that I think happened on the premise in that one location, which was in the basement, because we didn't get a chance to go through the entire house. There right. happened to be a party happening at the same time again, even though I tried <laughs> to avoid that. um, but I think it, I don't know I like I thought it was a great investigation overall. I think there's some interesting things that uh, everyone's gonna want to hear
1: yeah um, and I, for for both places that we did um, I, I mean both clients are without a shadow of a doubt convinced that the houses are haunted. So I think regardless right. of what we bring to them, they're gonna say, you know, we appreciate it, but we do believe it's haunted. Um, Mm -hmm. but out of the two, I, we absolutely, we absolutely did have some, uh, more, more experiences and, and a little more evidence at the cookie house than we did at the, uh, soap house. Now I'm not done with all of the audio yet, but, uh, so far the only thing that, uh, I've really heard is when we were doing the, ghost box investigation spirit box investigation um and you and i have talked about numerous times in the past we can't really necessarily say it's evidence per se but it if we're getting intelligent responses it is at least interesting
0: right right um yeah, you know, and I think that's the hard part. And that, I guess that's, you know, that's one reason why you always want to document the stuff that you're that you're doing. Uh, even if it's a personal experience, you should have them on camera, or whoever it is. If, if it's you or somebody else, be on camera. Uh, let us see your face, your body, uh, you know, things like that. So we can just see how the changes are happening. Because uh, just because you're feeling it doesn't mean that you're not showing it as well. Like we might see the hair stand up or the scratches that it might show up at some point, if it's a negative haunting or something or just certain reactions, eyes glazing, all these different things that can help determine both, uh, mainly in a physical sense, uh, to the accuracy or the truth of your mental sense, I guess. Um, so it's just always important to, to have that stuff on. And in our case, you know, we we had the – we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but the thermon- thermometer that we had kept raising in a certain mm. area. It kept getting higher, the temperature, uh, where it shouldn't have been getting higher. And, you know, I, we didn't get much of that on tape overall. And we should have gotten more. But it was nonetheless intriguing. And from a personal experience – I mean, to us, it's something because it didn't make sense. There right. was we tried to debunk it,
1: right? Um, and we we tested out a new piece of equipment on both of these investigations too, and we had did. some cool stuff happen. So um that was that was super cool too because you never know, like when you get a piece of equipment, is it even worth the money to <laughs> to do, do right. it or whatever?
0: Especially at the prices that they're selling at these days.
1: <laughs> right. I mean, to be fair, they were just as expensive when we first started. You would think they would start going down in price, but they have not really. No, not at all. Um, so just for you guys out there that want to do paranormal investigations, um, we've talked about this in the past. Start out simple. Uh, even with, you know, no equipment at all, use your eyes, ears, all your senses, uh, have a notebook and a pen handy, write stuff down. Um, if you want to do equipment, uh, I don't usually recommend it, but you have a camera in your hand at all times. Use your, your phone camera. It. I mean, it's just as good, um, sometimes better than some digital cameras, depending on what you get, um, especially like. Eric had has mentioned numerous times that the iPhone camera is amazing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's a that's a 4K camera, uh, in the iPhone 12 is and above. It's a 4K camera, um, and not that you need that much for investigating. But if you're looking to take photos, you're going to get super just great clarity and you're gonna be able to zoom in on things without pixelation. So if you're trying to capture the most detail possible, 4K is a really great option. Uh, You could go lower, Uh, I wouldn't go any lower than 1080, of course, 1080p, Uh, that's kind of like the standard, but, Either way, like if you take a picture between the two, you'll typically see a difference in the overall pixel pixelation of the two or the clarity. So mm-hmm. definitely consider that, and the video camera does the same as well. And actually, for uh, iPhones, I don't know what Android is like these days, but iPhone has pretty good low light capability. So it's going to bump ISO, which might make a video a little bit grainy, uh, mm. but. It'll still do the job. It'll it'll get you some stuff. Add a little bit of light. If you need to a flashlight, there's nothing wrong with that. There's no reason for people to have to investigate in the dark. Ghosts don't pick up acti- activity after uh, sunfall. So, you know, they're not vampires or zombies or whatever. Come over, at, come up at night. So you can literally just investigate in the sunlight and you'd be fine. Right, right. You might capture more evidence, actually. Being right. able to actually see clearly in daylight.
1: Right. Um. And I mean, I, I haven't had a chance to mention this to you, but over the past couple weeks now, I've been I've been seeing stuff. Um. More out of the corner than I of my eye than I ever have in the past. Um. Mm-hmm. Movement, figures, stuff like that. And then when I look, there's nobody there. Um. So Eric had mentioned. Um. You know, doing it during the daylight our eyes can see into ultraviolet it's or is it infrared 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 um it's very on the very very edge of your sight so you're not going to see it seeing you know looking straight forward you're always going to be catching stuff out of the side of your eyes um but hone into that you know um like i said you don't need tons of equipment to do this
0: no you don't and in terms of um uh, like honing in on that infrared aspect, you could do something like I do. And it may sound weird at first, but it's not, you literally have to practice, you know, the, the, the learning your infrared and being able to see it. Mm. So, you know, I started by just sitting in the dark at night and just allowing myself to kind of focus through the corner of my eyes only, which basically means you more or less allow your normal vision looking forward to blur and you focus on that exterior vision, if you will, the outer corners of your eyes and just try to see what you can see. Because I guarantee you'll, if you allow yourself to really focus, you'll see more using the corner of your eyes in the pitch black than you would if you were just looking straight in front of you. Um, the other thing is once you actually accomplish that and you start seeing stuff, slowly take the time to try to navigate through your dark home using only the infrared infrared uh at the corner of your eyes now i when i do it i can walk through doorways easily i can find faucets and light switches uh i can make my way through the house uh which is pretty incredible considering most people if they were in a pitch black house even their own home would probably not be able to do that without having to
1: feel around for whatever it is they're looking for right right i don't know if you've ever told me that before that you've Train oh. yourself. Ta da! <laughs> Happy Halloween, Justin. <laughs> That's the best <laughs> trick or treat I've ever got. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, there's there is all of that out there um, with without having to pay the tons of money to to get equipment. Now, Eric and I have not spent thousands of dollars, maybe hundreds of dollars, but. Um, over the years and the only thing that I had back when I started compared to today was I did have a K2 meter. I did have a voice recorder and I had ended up just selling all that just because I didn't think I'd be doing any more. Lo and behold, I came back to it and luckily those things have not really gotten more expensive compared to like, an infrared camera or a thermal camera. Um, so I would definitely stick with just the basics. Even if you get a super cheap um, EMF meter, they're not always the greatest. But if you if you know what you're looking for and and you'll see the jumps compared to if you're getting a K two or a millimeter, you'll get used to it and it's it's not so bad. Um, go well, on
0: top of that too. I mean, there, there really are like some significantly good, uh, phone apps that you can download as well that can help out in your investigations mm-hmm. that are free. Um, I have one on my phones that I still, I haven't used, but I still haven't, I've considered using it now that it's October. Um, and I remember the, the first time that I used it was at my parents' house and it was answering questions. Like I was getting answers, uh, that were, um, intelligent responses which again, it could just be a coincidence, I suppose. But considering I was on this app for over 30 minutes and constantly getting different, not all the time, but you know, I was getting responses uh, pretty intermittently, but regularly uh, that were intelligent. It seems that it might work. So check out those apps. If it's really good, you enjoy it. At most, they cost five bucks,
1: usually. Right. Well, the the one that I have that is kind of like the ovales, I think, is relatively good. Um, seeing as an ovales is two to three hundred, sometimes four hundred dollars, depending on the model that you're getting. So, absolutely, um, you know, in the past, I, you know, we we've really been speculative about, you know, especially having a a phone, your cell phone, on you during an investigation, right. With that being said, you can silence your phone. Um, Always make sure if you're catching stuff, you're double checking it's not coming from the phone first, like uh, EMF, which on the investigation that we did, we did kind of find out that Eric's phone or or my phone were setting off the EMF if we got close to it and it, it was going off or turning on or something. Right. But the responses we were getting were not coming from from our phones being close at all because we weren't that close to the EMF meter. So, all right, folks, uh, we're about at the halfway mark, so we'll take a quick break. Uh, You'll hear a quick commercial, and we will be right back with Paratruth Radio.
0: what's up everybody welcome back to Parachute radio as always my name is eric and i'm justin and we are on a ra- or in a rabbit hole technically <laughs> uh so today <laughs> is our first halloween episode and it is a rabbit hole episode so yes we are all over the place um but we personally enjoy that
1: mm-hmm.
0: with that said I was watching a video prior to today's episode uh, on YouTube, and it was through PBS, uh, and it was called, I think it's called Mantras, or Monstrous, something like that. Okay. Um, and it seems like, this is the first time I've seen it, it was today, uh, but it seems like they may, it mainly talks about uh, historical tales of monsters and things like that. Uh, and so in this case, I happened to have a werewolf one that popped up. I haven't looked up anything about a werewolf in over two years (laughs) on my YouTube. So the fact that it showed up, I was interested because it was a full history. It was a two part episode. I only saw the first one so far, but one thing that she had mentioned at the beginning of the episode was that the werewolf legend and you and I already kind of knew this, but I think we've been searching for so long. Um, We may never really find an answer because, you know, the main question is, what is the origin of the werewolf? Mm -hmm. Where does it begin? Uh, And according to her study, the the woman on this video, uh, there really is no accurate invention of the werewolf. There's no beginning because the werewolf was so widespread from the beginning of the time in which we have documentation. Uh, Werewolves existed everywhere in every on every continent, every country, uh, there was a version of the werewolf and what the werewolf meant, uh, which is really intriguing to me. Because then I was thinking, uh, if that's the case, why? Now, I, I know, biblically speaking, there was a you know a people in a, pe- a group you know a people group in this the center of the map basically, mm-hmm. what we consider like North Africa, uh, Northwest Africa. I'm sorry, Northeast Africa. Jeez. And then the Tower of Babel happened. And the Tower of Babel basically just changed everybody's languages and separated them throughout the continents. uh, Mm -hmm. So they were all over wherever um, separated. So the possibility, if there was any significance to that, which I'm not claiming there is or isn't, but if that were the case, then the werewolf legend would have had a start in that single people group from the beginning of time. And then once it dispersed, the people dispersed, those legends went with them and they slowly changed over the course of centuries. Um, Now, that is, of course, one option. The second option is there were people all over the country anyway and the origin exists separately in each one and that means that there was probably some sort of legitimacy, legitimacy or fear of what it is modern day werewolf, mm-hmm. which means could they exist or have existed? You know, we've talked about werewolves on, on, on the show here. We talked about dog men, which are becoming much more prominent these days. Mm-hmm. Um, is there possibly another race of humanoid creatures? No one as the werewolf or the dog man in particular, uh, that have existed for as long as we have. And all these tales exist just because that's, you know, the origin of their, of their personal stories.
1: Right. Um, well, just, just listening to you talk about it. Um, there, there could possibly be a, an in-between species like you're saying. Um, now we, I'm pretty sure we both know that in science, there's no logical explanation for a human to shift form in any way, shape or form and be able not only not to do it, but wouldn't be able to survive it because the pain would be so tremendous that I, I don't feel people would be able to survive it, or they would literally pass out from the pain. My personal opinion, right. of course.
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, breaking and extending of bones <laughs> <Right>. that alone. <laughs> um.
1: So, yeah. Um, it is interesting that you've come across something new, though, because um, I was going to ask if, if you've seen anything recently that that uh, we could discuss or anything. Um, but with that being said, too, like you, you're talking about the werewolf and how it spans many, many cultures. Same thing with the dragon.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, now... The the one creature that you and I have, have been speculative about for years is Bigfoot. And there isn't as many legends throughout cultures about Bigfoot. There are some, all of them being somewhat similar, but um, not, as far as I've seen anyway, not as spanned out as the dragon and, and werewolf or vampire.
0: Right. No, I mean... <clears throat>
1: you basically got the Bigfoot,
0: you've got the Yeti. Those are your two primary. And they are more or less the same creature, except that one lives in the Himalayas and the other, well, in the backwoods of America and Mm. everywhere else. Um, But then you've also got creatures like the the Grassman, who is also considered a Bigfoot-like creature. And, of course, there are several other Bigfoot-like creatures out there as well. So then the question isn't just is there one bigfoot creature and that's it or is this a certain uh, race of humanoid creature creatures like the human race you know we're mm-hmm. all one race but we have different ethnicities could these creatures be of the same thing i mean you think of wolves and how many different types of wolves there are or, or you know or any animal for that matter cats you right. know from the biggest to the smallest uh, they're all the same family So what are these? Are these just, you know, or are they like Predator? You know, like I don't, the the smaller the Predator are usually the lowest on the chain and the bigger, stronger, more scary looking Predator are at the top. Maybe it's something like that where these Yetis are, for example, because there's less of them, maybe they're on a hierarchy. They're higher up than what the Bigfoot are. If they're actually uh, an alien race, like some people claim to be,
1: they are. It's interesting that you bring up are they like the predator because there are people that believe that um, the Bigfoot is is not so much a a physical creature but an interdimensional creature that can hop back and forth so in a sense can disappear or be camouflaged. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you and I have heard the the theory that they could they can use ultrasonic sound. To Mm -hmm. stop people from being able to take pictures or even scare people so badly, you know that they they freeze right where they're at. Um, Some people have been known to pass out from being in contact with a Bigfoot or hearing it uh, from fear or possibly even the ultrasonic roar. Who knows? Um, But I, I, your original when you started talking about it, I thought for sure you were going to bring up the alien thing right away. I that's why you're saying it's like a predator. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, since you brought up the werewolf thing, um, mm-hmm. and, and I had mentioned dragons, I've been seeing a lot of videos of people claiming to have caught live dragons, especially in China. Have seen you seen the
0: dragons? I have not seen the videos, but are the dragons in these videos?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And very, I mean, not, not blurry compared to other videos that I've seen in the past. Um, I may have sent you one of them, the like the volcano or, or what people are saying it's a volcano. Have you seen that one?
0: I don't know. Was this
1: on TikTok? Um, well, there, there was both YouTube and TikTok. Both, oh, both places covered fun? it. Um, but um, there there's a video of what looks like a dragon breathing fire and you can clearly see a silhouette of what looks like a, a creature with bat-like wings and the, the fire is flowing from the dragon, not the other way around where a volcano would erupt. Um, mm-hmm. so it's it's really really interesting i'll have to send you the video um and then there there was one only specifically on tiktok that i saw where uh someone captured a dragon flying um i don't i don't know if they were in a, a big building or what
0: hold on hold on hold on hold on I'm sorry, (laughs) it took me this long of you talking for me to finally click what you were saying. Because when you said they captured the dragons, I'm thinking they physically captured the dragons. (laughs) And I'm like, there's actual video evidence of this? And then you're telling me of how realistic it is. I'm like, no, no way, it can't be that real. And then (laughs) you just mentioned cameras and I was like, oh, capture as in photography or videography. That makes more sense. (laughs) 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 I
1: I have seen, I have seen those videos too, where people claim to not necessarily have captured, but they're very in close proximity and they're saying it's a dragon. But to me, it looks just like a statue or or a stuffed um, creature. Um, But these are actually videos of, of, these things moving and flying in the air. Um, now in, like I said, that's coming from China and, and, um, a lot of people think of the, you know, the long, uh, the Chinese dragon basically is the, the term I, I would call it a long lanky, uh, lizard with no wings that, Still flies through the air. Um, uh, the Chinese believe that they're they're gods, um, but these dragons are more like the medieval dragons with bat-like wings, and and flying with wings. Um, right. The the one that I was talking about from TikTok, it would be very hard for it be to to be a misidentification because. I don't know of anything else that looks like a dragon has, has a huge wingspan. Like this creature had, um, could it have been doctored? Yeah, of course it could have been doctored. Um, but from the shots that they've caught, it, it's just, it's just baffling to me. Um, so if you get a chance, Google live dragons caught in China or on video in China, um, any other creatures that you've seen or anything recently?
0: Uh, not nothing that I've seen. You know, I was watching um, Paranormal Caught on Camera the other day, the newest episodes. Uh, you know that that's just kind of hit or miss. I, I think there's some things that are on there that are legitimate, and the others, yeah, are just very clearly not. And it's unfortunate that the hosts all have to play along and say, oh, this is real. This is, you know, for whatever reason, like why there's nobody <laughs> in there debunking things. Right. It really frustrates me. But I'm going to put my resume in soon and just say, hey, she changed up a little bit. Get a little controversy. There you go. Hire me. Hire me. Give me millions of dollars
1: a day. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Um, so you're going to beg for a job Is that what you're saying <laughs> <laughs> Gotta do what
0: you gotta do okay I guess <laughs> uh, But you know I mean Watching that there there was one about um, About Bigfoot That was interesting because there's this little dog That went chasing after it And it made it all the way to the edge of the woods And then immediately started like, st- like Spun around and ran back and then hid Behind a rock barking from the rock uh, And refused to go near it Uh, now they showed the creature and they showed the dog go to attack it. You didn't see the actual moment in which they met, Uh, but I thought it was pretty intriguing. Uh, it was weird unless the dog was just very well commanded. Um, but it was definitely different. You know, it it just seemed, I don't know. It seemed legit. Otherwise it was pulled off really well because they had to have the synchronization of moving the camera from 180 degrees to accidentally see person walking in the woods at the same moment at the right angle you know because they were actually filming uh filming towards a door and then they pan they during a birthday party and then they t- pan the camera and it glanced out the window and it held for a moment and you just see this thing walking in the background and then they freak out and they mm-hmm. go looking for it um and they got it a couple times throughout that that moment
1: so i thought that was really intriguing well, I'm, I'm glad you yeah. said that that show's hit or miss because i've I've only tried watching the one episode, and I could not like i was I was watching. I was focused, and I just could not, like get into the episode at all
0: right. yeah. it's it's a tough one. It's not for everybody. um, it, it's fun for like, for me, it's more of a if I'm eating dinner, I'm going to kick it on and watch it because I'm not going to pay a whole lot of attention. eat my dinner do whatever in the background it's like a multitasking show Um, but it's not something I get excited to see because these videos come in from everywhere throughout the world Um, and some of them are very clearly faked and others are just goofy (laughs) really
1: (laughs) Um, speaking of shows then are you going to be catching any ghost adventure or uh, ghost hunter Halloween episodes this year Uh, I will be watching the ghost adventures one, uh, which I think is the week of
0: Halloween. Uh, it may be on Halloween night. I forget though, but it is a special two hour episode that they're doing. Um, and then there's, I mean, there's a number of different movies coming out, uh, and TV shows obviously this month. Um, one that I'm considering watching just because, uh, is going to be Halloween Whatever it's called, the final Halloween movie, supposedly, uh, just to see how it all ends once and for all with Michael Myers, you know. Uh, The other that I'm really looking forward to, though, is a movie that comes out mm, this week, I think, and it's called, uh, and I told you about the book, My Best Friend's Exorcism. Mm. There's a movie being released on, uh, I think it's Prime Video, this
1: week that looks pretty pretty good all considering and you said you had listened to the audiobook with with your sister right right yeah we listened to the full 10 hour
0: and a half audio book in one sitting so
1: it was good um one one movie to check out not not necessarily Halloween at all but um Shelley and I just started watching the the new Dahmer series on Netflix I started watching it I'm, uh, um, three episodes in, I think. That's where we are at, but we're gonna have to rewatch it because we were kind of dozing a little bit towards the the end of the last one. Uh, um, but um, yeah, uh, uh, Evan is it Evan Reynolds? Is his last name? I don't know. I can't remember his last name. But the the actor that plays Dahmer, like, in my opinion, like spot on. I mean, it, it, he's yeah, it's really good.
0: Um, I mean, I. I I would offer it up in, in terms of uh, uh, I forget his name, but the dude who did uh, my friend Dahmer, who acted in my friend Dauber, uh as a high school student, he, he I felt like his performance is pretty accurate, or pretty similar to what this other guy is doing.
1: Um, yeah, because this one's do, more about his adult life, right? This
0: one is more about his uh, adult life. Yeah, and obviously there are you know tidbits in there about his school career and stuff like that but um, they are so yeah they are two very different ages well they're supposed to be the thing is where the movie in uh, My Friend Dahmer ends which is him picking up Stephen Hicks uh, is shown also in the series which Mm -hmm. you may have seen already um, unless that was the episode that you fell asleep in Um, (laughs) but you know he picks up Stephen Hicks so he's playing that same age at points as well. He's not too much older. Uh I don't really know like how long Dahmer
1: was killing for. I don't remember. I uh, it was uh, I believe a couple of years, a few years. Okay. So yeah, I mean
0: this shows obviously very different. Um my friend Dahmer was about him becoming the killer whereas this one is more about his uh ultimate uh ultimately being caught, arrested, and now going through right. the yeah. trial. Uh, and he's just kind of having
1: flashbacks or giving us flashbacks as to what the rest of his life was like. Right. All right. Anything else you want to cover before we wrap up our kickoff episode to the spooky season? Um, no, I don't think so. I, I think that's it for, for right now. All right. Alright folks, that is all we got for this week for our spooky season kickoff episode slash uh, down the rabbit hole or uh, rabbit hole episode. Um, make sure you're checking out all of the great stuff on KillerPodcast.com Evergreen Podcasts. Make sure you check out Paratruth.com of course. Uh, we've mentioned it multiple times but you can't leave a voice message for us there. You can just message us on the website or email us at paratruthradio at gmail.com. Um, we're on all the socials. So if you Google Paratruth Radio, you're more likely going to find us. Um, like we mentioned earlier, we are planning on getting a mini series released for this month as well, full of spooky stories. So with all that being said, until next week, folks, where you'll find us same time, same channel. My name is Justin. And I'm Eric. Peace. This is...